Welcome back to another Lost Ladies of Lit mini episode, everybody. I'm Amy Helms. And I'm Kim Askew. Amy, the woman we're going to be discussing today is someone you discovered randomly on the internet. Yeah, just this week, somebody posted an anecdote about her to Facebook. I was admittedly a little skeptical when I first read about her. Understandable. And I'd say you have a high BS detector. So (laughs) much of what's on the internet is complete bunk. Right. So the first thing I did was headed over to Snopes to feel this story out. And they actually confirmed it. So then when I researched this woman a bit more, I was just wowed by her many accomplishments. And I thought to myself, you know, she was incredible. She was a prolific author. She was an aerospace engineer and also for a time, a professional ballerina in New York City. But when you Google her, all the headlines about her sum her up in three words, Jack Black's mom. As in Jack Black, the Hollywood actor? Exactly. And as much as I love Jack Black, Mm -hmm. he's hilarious and he seems generally pretty adorable. We are not going to be referring to her as Jack Black's mom in the rest of this episode. I think she deserves to be called by her actual name, which is Judith Love Cohen. She was a writer of children's books in the later part of her life, and we'll get to that in a bit. But growing up in New York, she was born in Brooklyn in 1933. She was considered a math whiz, very unlike the two of us. (laughs) And according to her Wikipedia page, by fifth grade, her fellow classmates were begging her to do their math homework for them. She majored in math at Brooklyn College, but eventually realized that she preferred engineering. And think about this for a second. How many women in the early 1950s were studying engineering? Not many. I mean, if you watch that movie Hidden Figures, Mm -hmm. it kind of gave a glimpse of that. But also how many were studying engineering while also being a member of the corps de ballet for the New York Metropolitan Opera? I mean, how's that even possible? I think her stint there lasted only a short while, but I mean, that's incredible. I know when you think about the dedication it takes to study ballet, to be able to do that, and also something else so mentally challenging as well is amazing. And also to think of her as excelling in these extremely different spheres, the science world and the arts. I love that. Also seeing old pictures of her, you can totally picture her on the stage. She looked a bit like Audrey Hepburn to me. Yeah, she was very pretty. Um, After two years at Brooklyn College, she ended up moving to Southern California in 1952, where she worked as a junior engineer at North American Aviation, while also attending engineering school at the University of Southern California at night. She got her bachelor's and master's degrees there. And to go back to the point you made earlier, Kim, she said she didn't recollect ever meeting another female engineering student while she was studying there. It's just she was a breaking ground for sure. She went on to an aerospace engineering job at Space Technology Laboratories, where she worked until she retired in 1990. And when you read about some of the projects she worked on, it's even more impressive. Yeah. And this is what kind of gets her to this viral article that got posted on Facebook. She was on the team that created the guidance computer for the Minuteman missile. She also worked on the Hubble Space Telescope. But most famous of all, she worked on the abort guidance system that was used to bring the Apollo 13 astronauts safely home after an explosion crippled their spacecraft, if you remember that movie. The astronauts later went to her place of employment to thank the whole team for helping to rescue them. 
And so circling back to that first internet story that sparked my interest in Judith Cohen in the first place, legend has it that she was at work the day she went into labor with her fourth child, Jack. Jack Black's actual name is Thomas, by the way. stop for a second. Four? She had three kids while she was going to night school. I can't. Working (laughs) on all these projects. I mean. That makes me feel guilty for all the times I feel overwhelmed. I thought that too. I was just like, I have nothing to complain about with a busy schedule or anything like that. Like how she was even giving these kids breakfast is beyond me. I don't know. I'm inspired. So she was at work. She goes into labor. Little Jack Black is about to be born, but Mm. she decides she's got to bring a printout of a problem that she's been working on at work to the hospital with her. Apparently she called her boss later from the hospital to let him know that oh, I solved the problem. And oh, yeah, I had a baby too. So (laughs) she was like multitasking while in labor doing some sort of calculus. Well, it was her fourth. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I'd almost think that that anecdote was maybe apocryphal sort of thing. But her oldest son, whose name is Neil Siegel, he recalled that anecdote. And it just drives home the point that she was working mom while she was earning her degrees and saving astronauts in outer space. And frankly, I would kind of imagine that Jack Black as a kid was probably a handful. So yeah, that's just one more credit to all that she accomplished. Oh, wow. Anytime I'm feeling sorry for myself, I'm going to listen to this episode (laughs) to remind (laughs) myself. Think about Judy. Wait, and did she have any other children after Jack or? Jack was the fourth child. Mm -hmm. Um, She had three husbands though. Her third husband, who was not Jack Black's father, she wound up uh, meeting a different man and and that wound up being like the love of her life that she was married to for like Mm. 30 years or something. Mm -hmm. But yeah, and how do you even have time to date and find a new husband? I don't know. Anyway, as we said, she was doing a lot of amazing things. She served as president of the LA chapter of the Society of Women Engineers. And again, this is according to her son, Neil. He said, during her engineering career, she was a vigorous and tireless advocate of better treatment for women in the workplace. Many things that today we consider routine, the posting of job openings inside of a company so that anyone could apply formal job descriptions for every position and so forth were her creations. She had a profound impact on equality in the workforce. So that's amazing. Yeah. So when she retired in 1990 from her engineering job, she was ready for her second act as a writer and publisher. So this just keeps getting better. She had already been writing a monthly column for Engineer of California magazine. I'm sure we've all (laughs) read that one. And she had written a play, A Passover to Remember, which was staged twice in Los Angeles. So upon retirement, she wrote a book targeted at 10-year-old girls called You Can Be an Engineer, but she couldn't find any publisher who wanted it. So she and her third husband ended up creating their own publishing house called Cascade Press, through which she began writing nonfiction aspirational books for young girls. Wow. Yeah, she created the You Can Be series of books to encourage young girls to pursue careers in science and engineering. So titles included You Can Be a Woman Chemist, You Can Be a Woman Video Game Producer, You Can Be a Woman Architect. She wrote at least 20 of these books. And I I love the idea of little girls still today stumbling across them in the library and being inspired. I know she sold more than 100,000 copies of these books. 
I'll be just, you know, putting these around the house so that Cleo can quote unquote stumble across them Mm -hmm. while she's playing. And then she also wrote the Green series, which were books for young children that promoted environmentalism. So, wow, really a woman ahead of her time. Yeah. And that was all in her retirement, Mm -hmm. quote unquote, you know. She died from cancer in 2016, but I would like to note that in the mid-1960s, she had actually taken up dancing again, recreational folk dancing, which she continued to enjoy into old age. It all comes full circle. She went back to her dancing roots. Yeah, that's amazing. And just a little side note. So the company that Judith Cohen had worked for as an aerospace engineer, it was called TRW. That was eventually acquired by Northrop Grumman, which is where my own Aunt Carol works today as a software engineer. So I think we should dedicate this episode to Aunt Carol and all the other women who are still breaking glass ceilings in the STEM fields, because women still only make up less than a third of the workforce in science, technology, engineering, and math-related fields. Bravo. I completely agree. Um... Now I know Jack Black's mom, and then also, um, what's the actress's name who does the STEM books? She was in the um, TV show with the little boy, and it was set in the 60s. The girl with the long, dark hair, she was his love interest. Oh, the Wonder Years. The Wonder yes, Years. Danica, what's her name? Danica, Danica McHe- Geller. McKellar. Or McKellar. Yeah, yes, she writes yes. books about STEM, and I think she got her PhD in math or something. And so also, basically, yeah, there's two no, of them. <laughs> Actress who played Blossom, and then she was on. Um, oh yeah, Ma- yeah Mayim Balik. Mayim Bialik. Yeah, Mayim Bialik. And you yeah. know what? Her character on. Um, yes. Why am I blanking on that science sitcom it's an, that she? Yeah. Was on? It's, anyway, I believe she's some sort of um, super smarty pants um, engineer something in real life. She, oh, in real in life In addition too? to being an actress. Yeah. Oh my god, I did not know. Wait, that. I'm gonna look. I'm googling it. Right okay. Now. Yeah. Hold totally. On. Um, she is a neuroscientist. I stand corrected. She's a neuroscientist in addition to being an actress, author, and film director. So, yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, anyway, Judith Love Cohen, and I'm going to say she was just much more than Jack Black's mom, which reminds me of our next lost lady whom we'll be discussing next week. Edith Lewis is a woman who has been lost in the shadow of her great love, author Willa Cather. But Lewis had a fascinating writing career of her own, and we'll be discussing her and her relationship with Cather in our next episode. We'll also be joined by special guest, Dr. Melissa Homestead, whose recently published book, The Only Wonderful Things, examines this partnership in great detail. Can't wait. So until next week, don't forget to tell your book-loving friends about our podcast to help us spread the word about these amazing forgotten women. And leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts if you're enjoying the episode. It really helps us out. Bye, everyone. Our theme song was written and performed by Jenny Malone, and our logo was designed by Harriet Grant. Lost Ladies of Lit is produced by Kim Askew and Amy Helms.